This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. How do you pack for a fly fishing day trip? That might seem like a rather silly, obvious question until you try to do it. It's harder than you think. I remember in the early 1990s, after I moved from Helena, Montana to the Bozeman area, a friend invited me to hike up the Bear Trap Canyon with him to fish the Madison. For weeks after that trip, he made fun of me for all the stuff I took. I had lugged a big duffel bag, seriously, a big duffel bag (laughs) up the trailhead. I know it. I mean, I had waders in that. I had wading boots, I had fly boxes, extra clothes, my lunch, water, and who knows what else. I really struggled to know what to take and how to pack it. You ever had that problem, Dave? Well, every time we go out, I think about my uh, sling pack or what I call a satchel is always packed. Yeah. And especially in the spring when we're going up, actually up the bear trap yeah um, yeah. and fishing the bear trap it's cold so you've got a lot of clothes on you've got gloves the thing i always want to do is to take a couple thermoses of hot chocolate well please do (laughs) (laughs) tell you what there is nothing better than when you've been standing in waist deep water all day you know it's it's 15 degrees or 20 degrees right. and that wind is coming around that can you know yep. where that in that place where we fish it's just unbelievable but nothing oh. heavier to carry is it that, that's the dilemma well that's what we're going to talk about today how do you pack for a fly fishing day trip we do this all the time and because a lot of our trips involve hiking in one mile, two miles, three miles, and, and fishing most of the day, uh, we have come up with some tips. We're still uh, learning, we're still wrestling with the hot chocolate question, but we have about nine tips that, uh, that we want to uh, talk about today. So I think the first one is to invest in a good day pack. Yeah, absolutely. Invest in a good day pack. I mean, you cannot afford to haul a lot of loose stuff, and you certainly don't want to, want to do what I did and take a duffel bag in. Uh, great thing about a day pack is you can wear it while you're fishing. Uh, you can hang it on a tree. In fact, last summer, you remember when we uh, when we fished Fan Creek, uh, we both had day packs, and I ended up uh, putting on some wading sandals, and and I hung you know my day pack in a tree. It was bear country, and and uh, had everything in that uh, you know neat and clean, and and just hung that thing on a tree on a pine tree while we fished for the next couple of hours and I also have started to use a sling pack or a satchel I've mentioned that several times and it's different from a a fly fishing vest so I've replaced my fly fishing vest if you're gonna get a satchel or a sling pack for fly fishing you can do that at a fly shop if you are simply going to get a day pack uh, you don't have to go to a fly shop in fact you want to go to uh, a Bass Pro or a Shields or Dick's or Cabela's or any outdoor store and you don't have to spend uh, tons of money but get something that's going to be quality that's big enough that has comfortable straps so that's tip number one although you could buy the patagonia one those are so gorgeous they've got oh, these waterproof ones but my goodness given else everything else you have to spend uh, to fly fish is uh, it's not advisable yeah that's Just right saying. love you, patagonia but 
That's right. You're saving for a new nine foot six weight rod anyway. That's exactly so, right. So, I'm so maybe scripting. I'll buy the Patagonia. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, you are. You always have the best. I'm oh, always like the good night. slow follower. That's right. All right. So that's tip number one. Invest in a good day pack. What else, Dave? Obviously, you have to wear the right clothes and that depends on the season. And uh, especially if you're in the West and you're fishing in the spring, at one moment you're taking off your coat because you're so warm. Next moment you're freezing and it's, you know, the temp has dropped and it's snowing out. So um, obviously you have to be prepared for that. Obviously you have to have the right clothes. Now you, Steve, are really big into gloves and I am not even when it's really cold, but that would be an item that is a must have for a day trip, right? Yeah, it's probably because you're tougher than I am. My hands always get cold. So th- well, those mine are do too. I just have never found gloves that actually work yeah, well enough. for. I know it's hard to fish with gloves on. Almost what you have to do is, is wear gloves and then take them off for a time when you're fly fishing. But when you're packing like nylon pants, you and I wear those. Yeah. Those, uh, what are they called? Dry fit. Right. That's pants. important. Those are better than blue jeans. Absolutely. Whether it's warm or cold because they, they dry out quickly if they get wet when it's warm. Uh, they, they can wick away moisture. Yeah. Dry fit shirts. I mean, that, that stuff isn't luxury. Yeah. You, you can go out with blue jeans and a, a big heavy coat, but when you're talking about walking aways and comfort, uh, that's, yeah. that's important. So if it's the summertime, obviously you don't need waders in most uh, places. Last summer, uh, we did wear waders on a, like a 90 degree day, but that was because of the rattlesnakes and right. we're trying to hedge our bets. Yeah. But wading sandals, they work as well as, as wading boots. Yeah, um, they do. You do not want to pack in your waders if in fact it's summertime, right? Right, I mean, exactly. I, in my opinion. Yep. And if you do use wading boots, wear them if possible or else pack a lightweight pair. Now you have to decide, uh, do I have the kind of wading boots that can handle a three mile hike in or do I want to subject them to that kind of wear and tear? Uh, I have a pair of corkers uh, wading boots with interchangeable soles. Yeah, I like and, those. Yeah, they have a rubber tread for hiking and uh, th- those soles are pretty worn out. I'm going to need to get another pair, but I think I can get a pair of soles without having to replace the boots. Almost every trip in the last two or three years, and we are when we do decide to hike back, we always wrestle with that question: Are we going to wear our wading boots, yep. or do we, you know, pack them in and yeah. save, you know, save the wear and tear and throw on something I else? Know it. But it's, it's hard to say. I just don't want to. T- I always hate taking two pairs. You have the wading boots and you're wearing a pair. Yeah, that's just a lot of weight. It really is, and, and that's what you have to look at. It's just like backpacking. You you want to minimize the weight. All right. So tip number two: wear the right clothes. Tip number three, uh, remove the non-essentials from your fishing vest or satchel. And I'm talking to myself here because my my fishing vest just it's like a magnet. It just attracts stuff. And and honestly, the the bulky box of hopper patterns isn't going to help you in April on the Missouri River. So leave it home. And I just have to force myself to go through my vest and take out stuff that I'm not going to need on a particular trip. I ran across a tip. Uh, when I was uh, scrolling through my Twitter feed uh, the other day, and I can't remember, and I would love to give credit to this uh, person. I think it was maybe uh, simpleflyfishing.com or, uh, or something like that. But he gave the tip that one idea is to divide your flies into the seasons in which you fish. That's a fish. great idea. Yeah, it's a terrific yeah. idea. So for us, for example, we do a lot of spring fishing. So you're going to have your egg patterns, your nymphs. Um, you might have some blue wing olives. You're not going 
to have your hopper patterns and your terrestrials in there generally. Right. So then if you fish, you know, there's another season. Uh, Steve and I often fish that late July, August time when we are fishing terrestrials. So obviously that's a different, you know, box. Yeah. Right? But you'll also have nymphs in there as well. And then we often will fish in the fall where there's we're fishing browns. It just was a great idea that I'd never thought of. But breaking down your flies into the three categories or four or five seasons, depending on, you know, what you need to do. And then making sure that you only pack those uh, for that day trip. Yeah, really, when you think about it, all you need in terms of your your, your fishing tackle, you need your flies, uh, maybe an extra leader or two, depending on how long you go uh, with a leader. Definitely some tippet material, but but maybe three spools instead of six. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe some split shot, a strike indicator, fly floatant, nippers, and forceps. Really, if you have those things, that, that's about all that you need. What else, Dave? Uh, the, our fourth tip is to take a rod tube if the terrain is rugged. Uh, and, good advice. Uh, several years ago, Steve and I were on a trip to Montana. It was the first day. We hiked back in about three or four miles. We were scrambling up this um, embankment, and I had my rod in hand, and you guessed it caught on a tree and broke the tip. Mm. I had not even fished once, had even cast it once. And it was, I remember standing at the top uh, of the embankment after we had scrambled to the top and just thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh man. And I did not have a replacement because we were packing in and um, I ended up having a pretty good day. Because well, yeah, I felt sorry for you until you started catching more fish than I did. <laughs> I just started fishing without that tip. It was about an inch, I mean, maybe a half inch. Yeah. It was just that feral that broke off and um and i was able to cast and we were fortunately we were fishing the run a run where it was right by the right by the bank and and i had, had a good day however yeah. at that moment i was it was just yeah. crushing so bring a rod tube if it's appropriate obviously if you're fishing 100 yards from your truck and you're in the driftless in wisconsin or in pennsylvania or some small stream or in south carolina or north carolina uh it doesn't make sense to do that but right there are those times when you just actually it should be carried in your rod tube you can and if you have a stout rod tube it can serve as a walking stick absolutely too. So absolutely that's, uh, that's helpful okay here's tip number five uh take emergency supplies again you don't want to overdo it but i i do suggest a, a first aid kit a small first aid kit we always carry that uh, a space blanket is something that you might think about if you're going back a ways and you know all it takes is uh a sprained ankle or a broken ankle and you have to hole up somewhere uh, a space blanket is, is you probably pay about five bucks for it it's about the size of your wallet but really it's just a very very thin uh, blanket that uh, uh, I'm not even sure the material that it's made out of, but it, it kind of has a side too that's it's almost like tinfoil, uh, that consistency, so that if you set it up even as a shelter and have a fire, it can reflect heat off of you. And uh, I know my dad and I and my brothers carried those for years when we bow hunted up in the uh, Beartooth Absorky Wilderness area. We were always prepared if we had to stay overnight that, uh, yeah, we had a space blanket. So it, it doesn't take much uh, space it's really light that that's worth it 
and some kind of fire starter too. Even even some pieces of paper and newspaper. I mean, that that's the hardest part is to have something to, to yeah. catch on fire yeah, initially. Yeah. yeah, and you can always find then little twigs and and firewood. But boy, it's it's getting that thing going. It's harder than you think starting oh. a fire. Yeah, it really is. Uh, flashlight. Uh, you, I suppose your cell phone can work too. I've used my cell phone, but you know you can get some flashlights that are really light and small, compact, yeah, right, yeah. and and very bright. That I think that's better in an emergency. You remember that story? I think it just came out. A guy. It was a actually I think he was a retired doctor from Mayo Clinic, who was in North Dakota, and yeah. he was hunting pheasants in November, and. I was thinking, how did he get lost? But somehow there was a snowstorm. He got lost. He was he wandered. He said for 16 hours. Wow. And it, even some of the the numbers don't even make sense to me. But oh, I know. one, what are you doing fishing alone? You know, post 65 yep. or hunting alone, being you know 65 yep. and older. And two, he had none of this gear with him. And um, and I know you never think something like that's going to happen. So absolutely. And again, you don't have to take a ton of stuff, but uh, uh, that's an important tip. Take emergency supplies. Tip number six is that water is more important than food, or I should say. Coffee with cream is more important than food, or hot chocolate is more important than food. But uh, this is somewhat patently obvious. But uh, you know, you can eat a big meal after you hike out, but you must stay hydrated, and that's true in the spring when it's colder and you get chilled. But you're always, you know, losing body heat, and you're you know, you need that uh, refreshment. You need to be rehydrated. Uh, You can take some uh, as far as food goes. You could take uh, things like jerky. that's good protein. You could take cheese, energy bars. Again, if, if you plan this right, you're going to have this this great steak dinner at the end of the day. So all you need is something to tide you over. All right, tip number seven, uh, pack an extra pair of socks. Uh, you'd be surprised how important that is. Uh, it'll refresh your feet. Uh, they can get damp from yeah. sweat. And if you've hiked in three miles and then you're fishing and you're walking on rocks, you're feet get tired yeah, and absolutely a lot of times i've taken the time before we hike out i'll just stop and change socks and it's, it's amazing how that uh, refreshes your feet tip number eight is don't forget insect repellent and sunscreen and obviously this depends on the time of year but sunscreen is so important you know bugs can make your trip miserable and the sun can make your next day miserable and um, so some basic sunscreen on the back of your neck on your nose on your cheeks Um, so insect repellent and sunscreen yeah very important finally here's tip number nine Uh, consider two-way radios that's assuming that you are uh, fishing in in pairs you've got a fishing partner or partners with you. I just find that you cannot depend on your cell phone. Even in the Driftless area uh, where we fish, uh, there are these coolies. Um, and when you're in a coolie, at least a lot of my time, often I will not be able to have any bar. I have no bars. Yep, that's right. Um, and I get no coverage. And and obviously there it's not as bad as if you're in the West or as important as if you're in the West. But we tend to always carry two-way radios, especially if we know we're going in at least a mile or two. And um, especially if we're going into the park where there are bears and you know right and just as you get older there's the the possibility of of twisting an ankle not being able to get back i mean there's just so many things that can you know it's just 
silly not to have two-way radio. So yeah. I would say consider it if you're if you're doing something more serious in the West, consider two-way radios. And that kind of brings up something that you've already said, but kind of the theme that runs through all of this is you you have to look at each trip, and, and each trip has unique circumstances. Uh, each trip has uh, things that you're going to need maybe more than in another trip or another place. So uh, you, you really have to adapt what you pack to the particular situation. And some of this is a personality uh, issue as well. Yeah. For me, I, I pack last minute, throw it all together, and then go, hey, where are my gloves? Or, you know, why didn't I bring that flashlight? So some of you are much more <laughs> disciplined and much more thoughtful at this uh, than I am. But through the years, I've had to think more uh, crisply and plan better before trips. And, it, you know, there's just nothing so delightful as needing something out there and then having it. Yeah, very true, Dave. So, Well, that'll do it for today. What's in your wallet? Uh, actually, what's in your pack? <laughs> Good one. Yeah, thanks. So tell us that by going to twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. What do you take with you or leave at home when you go on a fly fishing trip? Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and subscribe to our podcast via iTunes if you have an iPhone or Stitcher if you have a Droid. Thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Yeah.